0: To, to see these sounds with my ears.
1: the mm-hmm. only podcast that can hear sounds and see images?
0: <laughs> Do you mean a video podcast? Because <laughs> those exist. I
1: don't know. You're the one coming up with crap.
0: I am coming, but it's not up with crap.
1: Ew. <laughs> Pod- <laughs> podcast listeners, look Look away. Look away
0: okay ladies and future boys welcome to the school for wayward nerds the only podcast that is uh, this one uh i am your host over to joined by producer kyle
1: hi
0: for a classic free period um potentially one of our last ones for a little while because we are going into the school for wayward nerds gap year because of um conflict in our schedules it you know, researching and stuff is going to become next to impossible for a little while.
1: Podcast summer. All
0: right. S- spring break.
1: Look, we've been bringing you this podcast since 2017, mm. religiously. Mm. We, we need some time off. We um, are creatively burnt out.
0: And my, my job is going to make it next to impossible to keep up. So we we'll, always say
1: that, like, this time we actually mean it.
0: Oh, yeah. So we'll be doing it sporadically. Mm. So remember to subscribe so they pop up when they have <laughs> because Goddamn. Yeah.
1: um,
0: Yeah. I mean, so with if, that said.
1: To be completely honest, mm. we, we're struggling to come up with topics this week as a free period. And those are usually the easy ones.
0: They sure are. We have not done much. We have been busy. Um,
1: Culture is letting you down. <laughs> it needs more pop.
0: No, it doesn't. Here's the thing. There's a lot going on in the Batman comics currently. Real Batman's lost an arm, but we have canonified like a bunch of other ones because he's doing it like an Into the Spider-Verse thing. Hmm. Which Batmans are your favorite?
1: Falcomer.
0: Hmm. Uh, we haven't seen him yet, but we've seen Michael Keaton. Batman See, has I, showed I knew, up. I
1: knew what I was on. on mm-hmm.
0: I um, and we saw Dark of Asylum version. Oh, no, yeah. no, I'm sorry, because... Let's get let's get real technical here. He's got the... There's a clip in his armor, like a little breakaway part, which I believe is the gunshot from him jumping in front of... Might have been Callum? I think that's right. I think, look, at any rate, I'm pretty sure it's the damage scene in Arkham City. So I think it's the Arkham City version of Batman. Mm-hmm. But that's still a Kevin Connery Batman now canon.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh,
0: Adam West also partook a little bit. Which is cute because in the comic he ended up actually needing the shark repellent. Nice. Which is always the bit that we go to. Which from the movie, not the actual series. Hmm. Just so you know. Hmm. So yeah, I'm 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 predominantly detective comics, but I will have to jump on some of this just to see the Arkham Batman, because that's exciting. We haven't seen Arkham Batman since that fucking tie-in comic ran itself into the ground horrifically. You know, you know, listeners, canonically, Bookworm, greatest villain in the Arkhamverse, couldn't be caught. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame, because that run was actually r- really good for a long time. It expanded so much of the, uh, you know, like how the Riddle Trophies would give you like little bios of like the goings on, like how Penguin got the glass eye and stuff, yada yada. Um, And it like went into that stuff and actually used it as story jumping off points. It was good. Yeah. But um, then it ran out of those, I think.
1: Which, you know, happens.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, other comics. Uh, I finished Vampirella Mind Warp this was week. Was it any
1: good? Yeah. Would you recommend?
0: It was good if you're specifically like me. I think it catered very much to me. Because I've read all the original run.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, the first, like, maybe... I don't want to say decade. I don't want to go too far. Let's say, I've confidently, I've read the first, like, three years, maybe five. Okay. Oh, my neck is broken. Um, <laughs> never mind that. Edit, edit my neck better. Done. Okay, cool. All right, so, um, in the original run, it was, it was a straight Superman rip. I think mm-hmm. it was 1969. Um, she, Vampirella was a princess on a dying planet. Um, it was, like, drought in, but it was a vampire planet, so, like, all the rivers were blood, and it looked like ease Malt from Red Lanterns. Yeah. But, yeah, there was a big drought. People were dying. Things were going horrible. Uh, cosmonauts landed on the planet. Nice. Through, I guess, a wormhole or whatever. I don't know where their planet is. As you do. No, but what what as you do is you eat the space people, the Mm spacemans, because they got the bloods in them. And then you steal their ship and press, like, the return to center button. And wouldn't you know it, you get your ass flown back to Earth.
1: Interesting.
0: So the last uh, person of a dying planet finds himself on Earth and has to acclimate Superman style. But also it's 1969, so it has to be space race involved. Of course. As you do. Now, once there she meets Pendragon, a washed up old alcoholic magician. Of course. Right, and they're friends. And she meets Adam Van Helsing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Obviously in the Van Helsing lineage, supposed to kill vampires. Wouldn't you know it accidentally slipped Dick first into this one, now they're best buddies.
1: What a shame.
0: Yep. <laughs> they're Romeo and Juliet in you know, of the highest order. Okay. And that and that that was like the old run. Like they had they went on adventures.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um, but it, like so much of that's been retconned out now, I don't know what what like heads or tails to make of shit anymore. And then Mind Warp happened. So, in this one, like, an old sorceress villain from the old days has aged, like, canonically yeah. since 96. No, super old bitch. Got one of those little oxygen tanks and everything. hmm Wants to mind swap with Vampirella, who she crossed paths path with back in the old days. hmm And, like, they fucked it up in a certain, like, the spell in a certain way. Like, Van- Vampirella and, like, some gay dude. That's not me being dismissive, a homosexual man. Like, right. intervened in some awkward way. So they ended up in, a, in like, their memories, like, their shared memories of 1969. Okay. I guess 1970 by this point, because a lot of it was um, settled in. Yeah. But we get to see, like, the old school stuff, like the old costume, those old characters that I enjoy. Um, Vampirella mentions that she explained to Pendragon wrong, the planet stuff, and he misunderstood. But it's actually another dimension, and the blood rivers is all bullshit, and I'm like, eh, middle finger.
1: Just just keep to it. That's but, the story.
0: No, it's, it's trying to update it to the current version while still using, like, the classics. Yeah. But it does a, a decent job of it. And then they just have, like, old-timey adventures, as one does, and then it ends with, like, the old lady dying and just being, like... She just... She sort of got to have an old fling with being in her prime again. Yeah. And sort of everything sort of settled, because... They can't stay there too long because it'll fuck up the future and then there'll be no reason for her to have come back and it'll all be for nothing anyway. Yeah. So she ends up going back to reality in her her own terms and dying. And um, Vampirella's in that uh, that bodysuit that she started wearing because women can't be sexy anymore and it's it's wrong to objectify people.
1: Yeah.
0: Controversial take. I disagree with it, but fine. Um, But when it ends, um, she, like, claws the front of it off so there's like a little under underboob midriff again oh. and she's like oh that's better yeah you know and I, and this uh, <laughs> it was funny to me because that's the ending, and so like my mental uh, my narration is like and so Vampirella learned to show booba once more <laughs> <laughs> and I, I hate the hypocrisy of the new suit because because oh, okay. you know what like they can't Look, it sounds dumb, but they can't do that the way that they do it. They cover her up because, like, women empowerment and all that stuff. You know, you can't, you can't, you, be, you, you can't, can't be, be rad- a
1: woman that likes your own body.
0: Yeah, you can't have any bos- body positivity and whatever. You're, you're the woman, so it's better that you say like. Well, That's
1: very much a in, like your own body, but in your own house. If you're outside, no one else can view it and like it. You think you have good boobs? Good. Like them in your house. Mm. Don't like them outside. Cover them up. That's how no they are. No one can see them. That's how people is. Yeah.
0: Like they're getting mad at that big sexy mermaid. <laughs> they shouldn't have built it then if they have problems with it.
1: Well, look. All right, maybe th- No, we're, we're drifting
0: too far away here. Vampirella. Wearing the full bodysuit. Gloves and all. Can't show any skin. Mm-hmm. What is on the cover every time every single variant to sell the book? It's My hip- brother
1: in the little sexy outfit.
0: In the fucking mankini from Borat. Yeah. It's so hypocritical when it bugs me. Yeah. <laughs> like, if, if you're going to do it, fucking do it, man. Who cares?
1: That's, it's our whole thing. Either do it 100% or don't do it at all.
0: It's empowering, I guess, for a, a attractive woman to feel body positive. Yeah. And you don't have to necessarily be attractive. You just have to be confident with yourself. Mm. Do what makes you happy and all that shit. Um, speaking of, the only other thing I read recently was, like, mainly was, uh, the action comics, like, 1050 era, now that it's broken up into multiple stories. Oh, okay. So you have, like, the prequel stuff with young John Kent living in Smallville, growing up with Superman and Lois when they took their hiatus. Yeah. Um, and then you have current Superman, which I have... It's too crowded. Yeah. Okay, so you have Superman, Superboy, one of the other Superboys, Supergirl... Lois is just in the apartment with this 20 group. Um, there's two kids from War World. It's, it's very crowded for a single apartment. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot going on, especially in a book that's split up into three different books. You know, it's very crowded and very clunky. Lost oh, Steel's there and, um, his niece, whose name I have lost.
1: So they're dealing with the housing in crisis in the way they know how.
0: Packed to the rafters, Kryptonian style. Um... But in the in the back, so that you've got uh, the Power Girl stuff.
1: Ow. Yeah. yeah.
0: So in those, um, the after the recent event, that whichever one there's so many at this point they overlap. Um, Power Girl has like telepathical powers now. Yeah. So she can sort of go into your mindscape like Persona Five.
1: Yeah, of course that. Makes, but she's using
0: it for sense. therapy. She works with Omen, who's a, a lady, um, and they, like, do therapy sessions. Uh, the first one, Beast Boy, came in, and he was stuck as uh, Animal, I forget which. But she, like, went into his r- dreamscape and, like, fixed it. And in the one I read, uh, I think I'm, like, a month behind now, Um, she went into Supergirl's mindscape. Yeah. Which is a fun sort of combination of the two, because we know Power Girl is... Just a slightly more mature Supergirl. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and that that was a fun little crossover. You know her brains? Because Supergirl still has that legacy thing. Because Clark Kent was a baby, does not remember Krypton, but she was, she's more Philip J. Fry. She got frozen as a teenager and then went to Earth. Mm. So she does remember it, and she, like, remembers Kryptonian and all that sort of stuff, and she feels obligated to be sort of like the spokesperson for this forgotten planet because she's the only one with memories left. And she puts herself in a very high pedestal, and that stresses her out a little bit. But Power Girl's past all that shit. She's kind of like it's fine.
1: Yeah, you'll be you'll be right.
0: You'll, you're fine. you're fine. You'll grow tits. It's all good.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it's fine. You know, you don't really see those two fuck with one another very often, hmm. which feels like it could be fun. A generational gap in the same person yeah you know it's interesting I should do more of that
1: I apologise we have a cat that really wants attention
0: right now typical
1: he, he's like I, I don't want to be your friend any other day of the week
0: or any time but, of day
1: but you're recording the podcast and that's that's where I like to be
0: mm-hmm. um so yeah those are like the two things I've written down to talk I've, about I've
1: got something to talk
0: about what do you got
1: we watched the new Power Rangers film. Power Rangers, huh? The the reunion. Oh, film.
0: once and forever. Yeah, once and always. Always and forever, maybe. You know, I'm go- you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to check.
1: Yeah, because it's it's definitely a, got a title.
0: I, I can confirm it has a title.
1: But yeah, we sat down and we watched that. We did. I think they dealt with everything in a pretty decent way. Yeah. Like they, there were. It was kind of a hard film to try and work out. It's nice to do a reunion film, but it's Once hard to do it when it's most of you aren't there anymore. When
0: you're, yeah, you're a bit limited.
1: Um, did you like the story of they all have to come together because Trini died as a thing of Rita?
0: I think it came out okay because that, that was my main concern. Is like it's gonna feel. Uh, Gratuitous Yeah But I think they did An okay job of it I think it was alright They don't really bring up The Tommy stuff Because that sort of Happened during
1: Yeah Yeah. But I like
0: The script wasn't ready For the second uh, one
1: But that's I think they Handled it nicely By just like Trying to pull in Other errors Hmm. And be like Okay we've got Two people that
0: We saw some of the Power Rangers in space We saw Rocky as well who was Mighty Morphin for a bit, but moved on to... Like, he he continued. Uh, We see... We saw what happens with Billy, which was fun, because he was always, like, an overpowered genius of the Lex Luthor variety. He built a flying fucking bug, which is in this. Uh, And we see that he pretty much has Wayne Tech now. Yeah. And it's above the base. Like, he built over the top of the Power Ranger, like, station thing.
1: Which, I mean, you know, it's very, um... Batman, the Batcave is underneath Wayne now.
0: I always like the way people use Billy these days because, like, he's like pretty much super powered in the comics. Like his knowledge of how the grid works and how the morphers and stuff happen is like nuts. But it's but it's it fun it, that that's it what it they do sense with him. In
1: this, that they're like he works with every single team. Like they kind of tell you that all of the Power Rangers in space stuff he worked it out and troubleshot it and all of that hmm. so like they give him a reason to have that much intelligence yeah they introduce a they
0: definitely worked the hardest on this one kind in of
1: replacement for trini
0: yeah which
1: is her daughter
0: i'm fact checking if it, it's, it's actually done in a really <laughs> nice way it, it is hard to tell
1: yeah, but I think you know it. It was done well enough that we we watched it with tiny humans, mm-hmm. and they enjoyed it. We enjoyed it because we like recognized people in it.
0: Yeah, and yeah, you've
1: read the yeah. comics. Did it like pull in a lot of that as well?
0: No, but what it did was it kept things canon, which I appreciated. It it mentioned things all the way through the Zordon arc. If you listen to our sixth range of coverage, you'll. He had plenty of how they separate those sort of things, but like Zordon is gone canonically. He what he did succeeded. Rita is still gone, but she had made a fail safe like android of herself, yeah, which is how they get around the fact that they don't have her anymore because this was made, this wasn't pinched from you know stuff like, like how Forever Red is a cool mm-hmm. crossover, but it was the Super Sentai show that they made that out of. Um, mm-hmm. I forget what the big wall was where, like, every ranger was there, including some that they hadn't introduced in Power Rangers because they were taking it from Super Sentai, this one was actually sort of made.
1: Which, if you're not sure, Super Sentai was a Japanese show that they, like, a US company went in and bought their footage and then just... So it was a US company went in and bought all the footage and then just, like made the teenager clips to fit it together into a storyline that made sense. Oh yeah.
0: Um Amy Jo Johnson, who didn't reprise her role as the Pink Ranger in this. Yeah. Um, she did an anniversary thing that I actually fucking read. She co wrote some of the comic stuff.
1: Oh, that's cool. I'm
0: pretty sure she did the pink I don't have to go through my long boxes to check, but I'm pretty sure she did that pink side story that had like her fighting with the evil, you know, you know, uh, Batman Injustice. Version? Yeah. Cause, cool. Because there was a version of her that joined Green Ranger. So she joined the Green Ranger, right? Is that where I'm Yep. All right, so in this... Alternate world, which, um as I read in hindsight, does not matter <laughs> to what we're talking about because she didn't write that. She's writing one that's coming up, it hasn't happened yet. Oh, my bad. Um, but in this one, but in their Injustice universe, which pretty much is what it is, um, there's a version of the Green Ranger that never left Rita's side, eventually kills Rita and becomes like the king of evil or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and I think for better or worse, someone's like, "Hey, not in every universe did you win," and he's like, "Fucking watch me." And there's something to that effect. He goes and fights and whatever. But in one of those realities, the um, the Pink Ranger becomes like a villain. Oh, and nice. then I think defects any as again.
1: She's she's a double agent. You've
0: seen action figures for her, because they popped off heaps. Like it's like the black version where she actually uses her bow for a change.
1: No, that would be. It nice. had a little cape. Oh, I Fuck love it. I'll,
0: I'll find you the fucking picture but at any rate her she's doing something for the 30th anniversary as well it just hasn't happened a lot of COVID hindrance and what have you but it'll you know happen
1: cool <laughs> cause like we're like reunion things we've got Warner Brothers 100th which they seem to be kind of
0: annoying not, not doing much with?
1: no we've got Disney's 100 mm-hmm. which they're doing pretty well with
0: Lots of one hundred.
1: There's some interesting stuff out there. That one. I like the Decades collection. Oh, well, that's kind of cool. Like
0: them? Hmm. Maybe we'll cover it one day when we get around to topics again.
1: When it comes out.
0: I like when we do uh, Power Ranger episodes. They end up coming up. I'm very proud of our sixth Ranger one. It went for too long. Oh, yeah. I forgot how many seasons were <laughs> Power Rangers. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember like five good ones.
1: We're going to be into like the 40s.
0: I mean, fucking at least uh, this, is, this is the 30th anniversary now. That's what this reunion show was.
1: I know, but I, I feel, feel like, like there's it, more seasons I than I feel like they're years. almost
0: annual, though, so there'd be like 30 seasons.
1: I want, I want I'm going to
0: Google me. how many kinds of Power Rangers there are. Okay. You, you talk about um, the thing.
1: Um, so the, <laughs> the, the movie was good. I would suggest watching it. It's well. very family-friendly. Yeah. So, like, if you watch Power Rangers growing up, watch it with your kids and your nieces and nephews and all of those humans. Cause it's it was good. Yeah, it is a Power Rangers film. Like, don't go in thinking it's going to be twenty-one amazing. different
0: themes and three theatrical film releases. There you go. Twenty-one different Power Rangers. But you times that by like five and six. There's a lot. It's a lot of separate dudes.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Lightspeed baby.
1: We also watched Super Mario. We did, which was a fun time.
0: Yeah, I know everyone's like, oh, the controversy about Chris Pratt went nowhere. It's like, yeah, because it wasn't as shit as it was in the trailers.
1: Well, and also- You're confident that they fixed it. I, I 100% think that they went in there and tweaked the audio levels. Mm. Because it was really noticeable but- in the first trailers that came out. Then they got hit with the backlash and all of a sudden he wasn't saying anything in the trailers. Mm. And then there's only, like- every now and then he sounds very
0: It's jarring at first because he does the Mario voice in the introduction because it starts off with like a a commercial for their plumbing business and he was doing it then and um
1: The actual voice of Mario is in that scene too
0: I always fuck this up because his name is so similar to Chris Benoit that it fucks him up in my head, and I'm like, that definitely isn't the right one.
1: Yeah, probably don't credit him with Mario.
0: No. Um,
1: That's probably going to make a few people upset.
0: Charles Martinet. Mm. Okay. It's a French sounding thing. But yeah, he's, he's done Mario, Luigi, Wario, probably. Like, he's, he's always been the voice. Um, and he's in this – he pretty much plays Jumpman. Yeah. As himself. And he thinks the Italian voice is good. (laughs) That's the thing. They do, I don't know, talk about it a little bit. But then uh, everything after that, you're just impressed by how pretty the movie is and you don't care so much.
1: The the animation is gorgeous. I think this
0: is the only Illumination film I've ever seen. Because I have not seen any Minions or The Grinch and I think that's it. (laughs) I
1: feel like there's... More,
0: but well, you. I will go back to my iPad here, and you can talk about the thing.
1: So what? What did you like about it?
0: Um, it ju- just m- mostly the visuals. I know for everyone that says the peach and it was good, a lot of people complain she's like a girl boss or whatever. I, I don't think seen she-
1: pets. I don't
0: think she's said seen- no. I haven't.
1: If yes, you have. Trey and make me just watch it because they kept doing that RP rookie thing.
0: I know it mustn't have been very memorable then.
1: It's not. But you've seen it.
0: Great. Um, yeah, I thought it was very pretty. I thought the patron it was good because I'm very much in the camp of has no personality, basically a comatose character in canon. Yeah. All she ever does is have her mouth partly open, her eyes big wide, she's confused by everything around her and not a goddamn thought passes her head.
1: At least in this, she is like... A bit girl bossy, but not
0: not enough that it. Nah. Of. look, I get annoyed by a lot of like stupid agendas in film. Not be- Toad not was great. not because I give a fuck about anything. I just hate how disingenuous a lot of it feels. They're like, look, we've got the feminine character. Aren't you happy? And i like, does it have any re- like? Is there any reason objectively? And they're like, no.
1: Yeah, she's a link. That's all you need.
0: Look, it happens a lot. Some some things really suck the life out of me i and think toad was
1: really good i think that um i liked donkey kong despite the fact that
0: that's the voice people should have bitched about just more a Super
1: annoying character
0: no the joke is that he's fucking seth uh rogan yes okay seth rogan yeah that sounds right because um, his
1: voice is not covered
0: or- no, he's not even trying to do it differently. and Illumination told him they hired him because he, he's just because he's, he's in- a fucking name on the poster. Yeah, I hate that shit. I really do. But I do. I like that they used the fact that he laughs like Seth Rogen as a joke sometimes.
1: Yeah, but like the Rainbow Road part was really great. The carding was done in a genuine way.
0: Yeah, they came, up, they came up with a reason to do a lot of things. They did Smash Bros.
1: The music They did card. Great.
0: Didn't do Mario Tennis, though.
1: No, there was no Tennis. Saving
0: it for the they sequel. They used the pipes. <laughs> yep.
1: We got to see, like, characters that didn't need to be in it.
0: Like Cranky Kong.
1: Shy Guys.
0: Hmm. Bowser. I mean. He's integral. I like the way they treat, portrayed him as a... Stupidly in love, pain in the ass. Yeah, let's be honest. He kidnaps Peach every fucking year. You kind of have to make him exactly like that, right?
1: He just he just has the star, so he can get her to marry him. Yeah, that's the only reason.
0: Jack Black is doing a Bowser voice.
1: Jack Black tries harder than anyone else in this
0: film. I think um Charlie Day as Luigi does a pretty good job. He does sound it's not like bad. he sounds like Charlie, but charlie's high high energy panic is very luigi anyway yeah that was just like a good cast choice i think that one didn't feel necessarily as stunt casty as the other ones he just felt like he was in the right line Look, of work. i think
1: that it is so pretty and bright and everything is like done with such a good nod mm-hmm. that you can overlook the voice cast Honest- while honestly film- most
0: of it ain't that much of a problem the the Chris Pratt and the Seth Rogen ones are the only weird choices, and you sort of end up getting used to them pretty quickly, because everything else.
1: Yeah. I, c- I can understand why it's as popular as it is.
0: Yeah, I think it, w- I think it went good.
1: I think it is good.
0: It, phew, look, I've, I've seen the old Mario movie.
1: It's the other thing that went really well, mm. if, if you've been playing along at home. Our Comic-Con went really well. Yeah. We had a fun time. There was lots of people there.
0: Yeah. I'm glad that post-COVID conventions are starting to really, like, pop off again. I'm sure they have been everywhere, but for us in the middle of fucking nowhere where we live, it's very rare that we see anything.
1: I know it sounds, like, Mm counterintuitive, but I think it was good that we had a couple of years off. Like, where we couldn't get big fans and we couldn't... Because it kind of reignited that having a place for people to go. Yeah. Because I felt like, you know, the last few that we went to, which were pre-2020, they were starting to get a little tired.
0: I think they were getting crowded. There's like, there's too many of them. They're spread too thin. Mm. Because there was quite a lot for a while there.
1: But that's the thing. There was a lot, but they weren't pulling in huge names. Yeah. And sure, we're still not pulling in huge names now but they are starting to refresh that roster. We're not getting the same people every year. Yeah. And I think that's a nice change. We saw lots of interesting stuff, a couple of prime ones.
0: Yeah, I've never seen a prime one in person before. I've always – well, look, I started collecting before those happened, so premium formats were kind of like the top of the line. Yeah. Those museum pieces as well are pretty good, but they never really did it for me. Like, their Harley is very spooky looking. Their Joker was, yeah.
1: There's quite too many teeth. No,
0: you're thinking of the one-to-one scale. Oh,
1: okay. The
0: one-to-one scale Harley. Um, Has should, too many teeth. It should be a purchase I would definitely have, but they they whiffle, they whiffed it.
1: There are too many teeth in that woman's head.
0: She looks like she's been doing Joker gasp, but only recreationally. You know what I mean? It's just enough where you're like, hmm.
1: Yeah, actually, mm. that's probably a good way to
0: put it. But yeah, seeing a Prime 1 in person was pretty cool. I like those. The Alita ones still come and there's still time.
1: It was kind of funny that there still was a time. record booth at a convention.
0: Well, pop culture's been doing a lot of records recently.
1: They're like, But they're like making a stand now. Hmm. I like records. Pop vinyls, they're- of course, are always doing their thing.
0: I, I do hate how much space they take up. There's, you know... A of, I'm not going to say they're half of a convention these days, but they're getting up there.
1: Yeah. But that said, like, the particular con we went to, huge artist alley.
0: Yeah, separate. there's a whole separate building now. Yeah. Which is fun. Hmm. Yeah, well, it was good. Um... Once we sort out our fucking luggage mishap, we can probably go into some of our buys. Because there would be stuff to talk about, in there. Yes,
1: we had a finagling at the airport. Hmm.
0: However early you think... Listener, here's a tip. If you think you're supposed to be at an airport at a certain time, just just show up earlier. Just, just give yourself an extra hour. Fuck it. You're just going to be sitting on your phone at home anyway. Just sit at the airport on your phone.
1: We weren't sitting at home on our phone. We were sleeping.
0: You know what I mean, though? Whatever time you think you're supposed to be there, fucking give it extra in case of, of mishaps. In case of police interference and what have you.
1: <laughs> the listener doesn't need to know about our personal
0: problems. No. I'm just saying. It's good to be prepared. Uh, what else? Um, oh, there's, there's uh, Batman One Bad Days. Really started off strong huh? and then kept going.
1: Mm. You didn't like them?
0: No, no. The Riddler one was great. It sort of hit both versions of Riddler that we have to have these days. You know, it did the dark and gritty, but it, it had a little bit of actual Riddler to it still, etc. etc. It was good. I recommend that one. And then um, Two Face and the Penguin ones come out. I know there is more now. I have I still got a lot of catching up to do, but like, mm. it's not Joker's Asylum. Mm-hmm. It's all I'm really getting at. Villain-focused book anthology series especially have a huge bar to live up to because of those old asylum issues. And um, yeah, I, with Riddler I was like, alright, cool, cool. We're, we're trying to keep up with that standard. Yeah. Yeah. There's still time f- to win me back over. <laughs> <laughs> You started
1: watching series of unfortunate events again.
0: Yeah, but I don't really want to talk about it because one of the topics I really want to hit is the VFD conspiracy timeline. Yeah, because you can't go through that show episode by episode. I can't do Batwoman again. <laughs> this isn't about it, it's good Batwoman, but those are thick ass episodes. You know what I mean? I'm like, fuck, I can't do these. So uh, the, I want I want to take the time to do an episode about it. Yeah, and I think the um the timeline is a good way of going through it. I wanna do that, I wanna talk about parodying movies. But I realize that's a huge genre. Not just the Abbott and Costellos, but like the carry-ons. Um for every Mel Brooks there's like another type. Yeah. But I wanna figure out the fucking the scary movie aftermaths. Spoilers Before when we get to that episode, like, um, they had six writers on the staff of the first two movies and then completely changed them for Scary Movie 3. Turned out the guy who made Scary Movie 3 made Last of Us. Isn't that like a TV show? Isn't that fucked up? Because of, like, the level of, um, praise that both of those get, it's weird, they were even connected. Yeah. Um, and then th- these two dudes who I don't even think were involved in Scary Movies picked up... You know, date movie, extreme movie, extreme movie so bad. Um, Epic. Epic movie, disaster movie. And I'm so fascinated that they happen. You know what I mean? Like, that they got away with just doing steady one-star work for so long.
1: Buddy, vampire sucks. Sucks.
0: Yeah, they did that one too. That's what I'm saying. Like, how the fuck did they- uh, yeah, I, I want to investigate this. is it's a little—it's almost a
1: psychological online. like question.
0: Look, I watched them, but like when oh, I, I even peed it off, and I'm not
1: another team movie. Technically, not
0: another team movie is fucking good.
1: It is. It is
0: just movie. in a we weir- It's but- in, It's in a weird category to be good in. Yeah. All right, that one's actually well written. I enjoy that one.
1: Oh, it's hilarious.
0: It pays homage like the first couple of scary movies do. It's not just bullshittery. And then Jack Sparrow was there. Yeah, and then the white witch from Narnia was—they do a lot of Narnia in Epic Movie, which is weird. Because who the fuck remembers language witch in the wardrobe, dude?
1: I remember Prince Caspian.
0: I can't believe how. But <laughs> for quick,
1: a very different reason, because
0: you're, you're jerking off. You're a sicker.
1: He's
0: hot. No, no, they don't bring up Prince Caspian until a disaster movie because the sequel hadn't happened yet. I can't wait for that trilogy to conclude. Whew. Yeah, that's what—that's why it's weird that they focused on Narnia because. They handballed X Men and Harry Potter off for that. Yeah, weird. So much MTV Cribs. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna figure that shit out. I'm gonna work out why they kept happening. I used to watch them because they had a lot of um, it did a lot of the teen sex stuff. It tricked me with boobs. (laughs) But I was like, but I was like 14. It it It, knew
1: its audience.
0: It knew its audience. People too old for shitty
1: jokes and boobs. No, it's
0: people too old for like play school and Arthur. For people who aren't old enough for good film shit. <laughs> We're talking 12. <laughs> We're talking.
1: PG 13.
0: Exactly the demographic Hannah Montana had. But the boy <laughs> was. <It's-> yeah.
1: <laughs> Much to uh, our fearless leader's dismay, I'm reading Throne of Glass.
0: Yeah, I know. You're going to do an episode about it. It's great.
1: <laughs> I, I finished Akatar.
0: Now it's on air, it's I, canon.
1: I finished Akatar, I reread Agatha, now I'm trying another one.
0: Okay. You're into Kingdom of the Wicked?
1: Technically, I could read her Catwoman um, <laughs> yeah. novel and cover that, and we would both be happy.
0: I don't know if Catwoman, it'll make me happy. I don't know if any of those books will make me happy. The fact that Batman's just a boy in a leather jacket on those weird uh, books is weird. Mad Love should have been better for me.
1: We did get the novelization of it.
0: No, but it's not a novelization of Mad Love. It's a no, no,
1: but like I mean, the novel version of you
0: don't have to justify her funny voice. She can just have an accent. New Yorkers still exist, I think. Staten Island still exists, I think. They didn't sink into the we ocean. Haven't been
1: that we haven't checked,
0: but. I don't know. I wanted to like it more. I, I, f- I feel like I have a problem every time anything fucks with the canon because it's established and I'm used to it a certain way. Yeah. You can't you can't have a dude memorize the law for so long and then like be like, oh yeah, but we changed it because we don't care that much. Mm-hmm. That's hurtful. <laughs> it's very mean. Um, actually, we covered a little bit of that recently in in our Sirens episode because I was bitching about her in inconsistent parents.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know. And I know they fuck with the Wayne, like Thomas Martha Wayne a lot, but it's usually for a reason. They don't just be like, oh, because we didn't fucking Google them first. <laughs> you know? They're carrying a deep, dark secret in um the Telltale Batman, and then I feel like a lot of Telltale Batman was a straight rip on Matt Reeves' version of Batman. Yeah. That shit's very similar. Slightly older, educated Riddler knows a little bit about the Waynes, a little too much about the Waynes. Conspiracy unfolds.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Oh it's un oh,
0: if you've played the Telltale games and you've seen The Batman, you, you you fucking know what I'm talking about. You know where the keys are, Brady. <laughs> um I forgot why I was on this train of thought. Oh yeah yeah, it's good to keep lore. And if you do anything different then it's Marion Drew's from the White Knight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a good fallback. I'm glad I have her now.
1: That's great. We've we've really sorted our fault. own like life system out.
0: I'm just gonna blame her for fucking everything. Perfect. All right. Um, well, we've definitely run this sponge dry. I don't have much else going on.
1: <laughs> Sadly, there's nothing going on.
0: For a, for a big finale episode. <laughs> oh, what a good one. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the spark is still there. But, um, you know, the time to go get gasoline is needed.
1: Yeah. We're, we just need to, like, hang out.
0: Yeah, we need to we need to stockpile like um better podcasts than us cartoons That curse who frequently have to pause and bank <laughs> episodes and then come back. Waiting for it. Please come back. It's call to action here, please. <laughs> I know they're on the Patreon, I'm gonna have to cave and get it just to hear some shit. <sighs> but um yeah. For now though, uh school holidays for the Wayward notes. <laughs>
1: We're done.
0: Yeah, we will see you, uh, hopefully not, you know, hopefully soon. We'll be around. Yeah. I'll still be working on them. It'll just be very slow. All right. Well, until you hear from us again.
1: And you will hear from mm -hmm. us again.
0: Remember to rate, review, subscribe.
1: Send us ideas.
0: Yeah, Yeah, go for it. Send us scripts. Fuck, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, you, you <laughs> want to do a script? We'll read it. Oh my god. Um, yep. So that that won't that won't go horribly. Uh, I've been your host, Toby DePaul. I've been joined by producer Kyle.
1: I'm here.
0: And uh, school's, schools out, out for, the for summer. yeah. Kyle, edit in the song Alice Cooper.
1: <laughs> what are they
0: going to do? Sales and assist us. We're not checking their emails yet. We're busy. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember like? Sorry to d- go back into a tangent. You can leave if you want, listeners, but, like, we, we are really? done. But do you remember, like, a lot of, like, good podcasts that I really enjoy, like, started off so small that they just straight used licensed music because no one heard- listened enough to give a fuck?
1: Binging with Babish.
0: Binging with Babish did it. Um, round I, mean, I, know Ra- I know
1: it's not a podcast, but, like, same thing.
0: I don't even want to sell that my people because I don't want to get rid of these old episodes. They're amazing. But, like, um, a lot of... You know, the ones I liked would start off with like a Primus song, cause like, what are they gonna do? One of them started with Smack My Bitch Up by Prodigy. Please! One of them please, straight up ended shut, with. One shut of them- us
1: down, cause that means you listened. Yeah,
0: proved you cared. What's the, What's the whole thing? Abuse is still attention. And on that note No, 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 not on that note Remember that one podcast I used to to that ended Like like an episode ended And then for some reason it just played Sandwiches by Detroit Grand Poo Bar In its entirety at the end of the episode What the fuck was that? Was it an accident? you gonna stop me No, stop this dick
1: I will not <laughs> And on that note
0: We've already done our send-off, so it's cool School's out <laughs> That's it, that, we're not doing class dismiss, we're doing schools out today. Yeah? What? Do it. I said schools out.
1: Do it.
0: You want me to do class dismissed?